Join Sav and I as we engage in a fluid and inclusive conversation through higher ed and life in general, finally opening up the curtains to shine a light on our own situations. This is where we start to address our apartment complexities. Hello, welcome back to Apartment Complexities. This is, well, I am Sav and you are? <laughs> Good morning slash evening, whenever you're watching this. Oh. It is your boy, Jason. Can't tell you my last name. Just kidding. It's Harris. I'm a public entity. And today, I'm sipping on mango dragon fruit tea from Starbucks. Cost me $4. Can't afford it, but I got my refund check. If you use my mill swipe, it would have cost you nada. But, um... You didn't text me back, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sipping on... Oh, uh, well, like, I'm sipping on two things right now. Like, kind of like a, a diluted... Or the, what was left of my iced chai tea latte with almond milk. And then also have a, a pure leaf lemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like diarrhea. Personal opinion. <laughs> but moving on to yes. a week in gratitude. This week, um, I'm not going to lie to you all. Last week, it was a very... Um, I didn't do anything. I didn't uh -huh. make my plan. I usually make a plan every week um, about things that I do, homework, homework I need to do, to-do list, when my events are, my meetings are. Probably complexities. Uh, yeah, something like that. And <laughs> last week, it was just not my week. I was like, it uh -huh. wasn't It's so much like it wasn't my week, but I just didn't really feel motivated. Right. It wasn't like I was down. I was just like, hmm. So I guess I'm grateful for, uh, I did go to the basketball game. We played NKU, I mean NKU, <laughs> and we won, uh, per usual, mm, 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 get at us. But I'm grateful for that because I had a good time with my friends. And I have not had a 20-piece McNugget in a long time. <laughs> and I had it. And I had another 20-piece two days later. So I need to cut down. 40-piece. Okay. Could be a 60-piece by the night. <laughs> wow. How can I top that? 60-piece, I mean 40-piece nuggets? I mean, they have to be tofu or some sort of other vegan girl you know that ain't real because, meat um, you know that ain't real meat I don't, I don't indulge in the meat anymore but um my gratitude what am i grateful for hmm hmm i'd say like you know friendship friendship grateful for friendship i did a lot with my friends in the last week so that's always great um, oh we did do that dang it i'd be forgetting that. we did do a lot together we would like together a lot anyway so whenever i get to be with jason I'm so grateful for it. <laughs> it's like over the past month and a half, I have seen Savannah, I think, every single day. Uh, pretty um, close. Ev and it's like... And you don't get tired of it, I right? don't. Yeah. Uh, because you're probably one of the only few people that I don't actively try to fight every day. But uh, moving on. Right. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Today, we have the one, the only, we're going to be talking about fears today. <sighs> F-E-A-R. Thought you were going to say F-E-C-K. In Espanol is... Okay, I'm not going to do that. Um, We're going to be talking about fears, like what are fears? What are your fears? And we're going to unpack all of that because it's important. So, yeah. So, you want to give us a question to, to talk about? So, am I, I'm, I'm going to give the question and answer my question that I give. Oh, and what in one fell fall asleep? Okay. 
So the question is, what is a fear? And my response to that Uh is, to understand what is a fear, you have to understand what is not a fear. And with that being said, there's a big difference between you being scared of something or afraid Mm -hmm. versus something being a fear. Being afraid or scared, like I'm afraid of spiders. I don't really mess with spiders like that. Right. If I see one and it's in the corner of my room, <laughs> what I do is I say, if you stay on your side of my room and I'm going to stay on my side of my room, you come over here, that's that's grounds for an ass whooping. Mm, you made but, that very clear, your, your fear of spiders. Yes. Night. <laughs> uh, yes, and I do remember that night. <laughs> and me and spiders, we just don't get along. Uh-huh. But with that being said, spiders are something that I am afraid of. A fear to me is something that is something deeply ingrained into your personality that you never really want to assess. Wow. I went there. Oh. I'm actually I didn't a, know we were going there. a youth pastor in training. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's I think a fear is something deeper. A fear is manifested. A fear can manifest itself in several different ways that truly affects your personality in your life. Okay. Didn't know I was going to do all that today. Didn't know I was preaching. Well, I'm glad you did because I honestly was thinking about it on a surface level type of thing. You know, snakes. I'm afraid of snakes. Why is tigers in bed? I never want to encounter a snake in my life. I'm knocking on wood right now. Um, But that kind of makes me want to think about it more. I agree. Um, But I wouldn't say, like... I wouldn't say there's much of a difference between scared and a fear, though. It's mm-hmm. the only thing I'd have to disagree with. Okay. But I see what you're saying because I think that our fears are really deep-rooted and they stem from um, things that we've experienced or they you know, they stem from things that we haven't addressed. Like you said, they're manifested. They've had some time to kind of masquerade themselves. So we don't address them and then... Sometimes you sit back and you wonder, and you're like, why am I afraid of, of of this scenario? And then you kind of find out that something happened in the past, and that's that's why you're afraid of it. Um, mm-hmm. And in the same token, you're scared of it. So that's why I, w- I, w- I would still say they're synonymous, but I do like the direction you took this. Like, a fear, it's something deeper. It's not on that surface level where I was I was going. And I think a lot of our fears, we never we never know what they are, but we know that we react <clears throat> to them. Mm-hmm. So my fear, uh, personally, is like the fear of not being loved by people. And mm-hmm. I realized that as I progressed through my life, especially right. through college, I realized that the way that um, my relationship is with my mother and my father and a lot of other very significant people in my life, mm-hmm. Well, specifically, I'm going to speak on my mom and my dad. I don't feel like I've ever been, like, there. It's like they love me. Yeah. But them showing love is different from the action of them loving me. Mm-hmm. So they can always say, they may not say, I love you, but I know they're showing that. Mm-hmm. And seeing their relationship turn out how it did and seeing my future relationships I kind of don't want them to be like mm. that, so it's a, I want to be loved, but I don't want love to 
not work. And that's on many levels, not just relationship-wise, but platonic relationships, friendships, uh, all that type of stuff. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that this fear that you have kind of influences your love language, perhaps? Because it sounds like you would like or you or you don't feel like you've had like shown affection but like overtly but it's been shown through more subtle actions maybe yes i'm a third i'm a fan <laughs> okay a fan a whore for <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> you threw me you threw me i'm a fan of uh quality time i really love mm-hmm. quality time but with that being said, I have a very, not unique definition of quality time, but I have a certain expectation for mm-hmm. that quality time. Yeah. So if it's not exactly how I want it, when I want it, it's like, it's not quality time for me. It's, it's, see, it's like, it's like, it's not quality time. You know, if you don't, if you don't meet X, Y, and Z criteria, yeah. it's like, what's the point? But what's one of your fears? What you loving for. <laughs> what, what you loving for. Just like what you peeking for, episode one. Ooh. Mm, okay, so what I love about us is we we're not afraid to get a little deep. So I thought, thank you for sharing that fear. Thank that you was good. Anytime. Um, hmm. I I think I think that one of my biggest fears is not like being recognizable to myself um, because I have been unrecognizable to myself before. And I don't want that to happen again. So I think that that's one of my fears. It's like going through life and life knocking you down. And then you're kind of maneuvering around that. And I don't want to like lose myself or like lose my goals, my passions, and lose the ones that I love due to either me changing or um, just kind of like being destroyed by life in a way. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. Like I'm always, I think I get. You have you have to um you have to recognize yourself in order to be yourself. One, two, to make relationships with people because you want to give them who you are. And if you don't know who you are, mm-hmm. that's really hard to do. And as someone who prioritizes relationships, um, and is learning to prioritize yourself, mm-hmm. I think that losing thyself <laughs> is. It's pretty scary, and, and you know, once again, like you said, like that's deep rooted somewhere. I don't know if I found it, but that's something I recognize. I'm afraid of. So, do you think that your fear of you not being able to recognize yourself alters your view on you changing as you, in a sense, leveling up, le- leveling up, mm-hmm. or Level up. you peaking? Do you feel that? <laughs> You reference episode one. Please listen. <laughs> but do you feel that you are reluctant to change because you don't want people to see you? Let me let me think. Let me think. Mm-hmm. Are you basically not? Are you basically? But you don't want. Could this fear of you not seeing yourself as yourself mm-hmm. or others seeing you as yourself alter or hinder your? process of leveling up or changing because Mm. you're like well if you see me at this point if I leave and I come back and you see me at a different point you're gonna have a whole new view on how I am Mm. for sure I think that I think that even like the most secure quote-unquote confident person 
like they they even like are afraid of being perceived the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So as for me, like I wouldn't consider myself to that level of like uh, secureness or confidence. But yeah, like I, if I change in a way, and I I feel like that my fear of like not recognizing myself, and then if I do change in an area of my life, and then other people see me who've seen me a different way. Yeah, I I feel like that alter like how I want to like maybe I could you know masquerade myself once again to like be that person that they know me as opposed to the person that I am now. It's like <laughs> I kind of will show who I was versus who I am, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like I've done that. I think that that's something obviously I don't strive to do, but. It's just like getting to that level of like recognizing yourself to the point where you're like unapologetic about it as well. And that's definitely a goal of mine. But we're not talking about goals, we're talking about fears. <laughs> so with thank you so much for sharing. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think another question is are with within your fear, are you more scared of your process of that fear manifesting itself or the result of that fear? Mm. Wow. Uh, well, you know, I would say the process because, like I said, I wrote this down. I said becoming unrecognizable, dot, 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 again. So the again is indicates there was an occurrence where it once was unrecognizable. So being as though I feel like I'm coming back to recognizing myself, I know that that this period has been hard and to go through that again or to you know not to anticipate but you can kind of you can't count on the fact that you won't so um, the process has been hard so I would I would fear I would fear that although the outcome is a lot less intense so you know kind of like practicing mindfulness or self uh, actualization <laughs> actualization <laughs> Or, um, you know, just, you know, just talking it through, learning yourself. Um, that's a very hard thing to do. And although we're with ourselves 24-7, and it's like the hardest thing to do is to know somebody you're with all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's difficult. And so that would be what is most challenging is the process opposed to the, the outcome. So with your fear of being loved, would you fear the process or the outcome of that? I feel that my fear never allows me to get to the result or the outcome mm. because I never allow myself wow. to go through the process. Um, by me going, I never want to put myself in this ever uh, lasting cycle Mm-hmm. of maybe this will work or maybe, you know, I found a friend or maybe, you know, this person does love me for me. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like, I don't want to risk it. So let me just not. So I never end up in that process. So I'm consistently at like the door and I've ne- I never step in, which inherently means that I'll never find a result. And I do feel like I'm working on that for sure. And I definitely have... Um, become a more a better person with that fear mm-hmm. but it definitely 
I think about it not nearly as often, but it is definitely a thought. Okay, well, so do you think that this fear impacts mostly your platonic relationships or romantic relationships or family relationships? Like, if you could say it's more intense in one area, what would you say? I would say it... If you're comfortable answering that. You know, on apartment complexities, we're very transparent. You never know what we're going to bring to the table. And I feel that before um, I started to realize what I was worth, mm-hmm. I used to feel that this this concept only applied to um, romantic relationships, mm-hmm. as in, you know, dating somebody, finding a partner, and things of that nature. Right. But as I've grown to have friends and close friends and friends that are not just like service level people mm-hmm. it's like i really fuck with these people Period. i feel that they're just it, that that fear has manifested itself into that as in you know if they leave will they come back you know will i see them tomorrow will they like flip out and try to act funny the next day and it's like i give myself reasons to drop people Mm-hmm. Um, for any reason whatsoever. Like, oh, I didn't like the way you looked at me, so I don't really fuck with you no more. But I also think that that deals with, um, I, I'm trying to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> but I look at people as they are expendable. I think that's the word, that they are easily replaced. And I'm starting to realize with the friendships that I'm making now is if somebody really fucks with you, you will not look at them as if they are that easily replaced because they, mm-hmm. they become this staple person in your life yeah. that you're like, yeah. if you left, it's a part of you is missing right. because you now have this person that has invested so much within them and you've invested so much. It's kind of like a vice versa relationship. Mm-hmm. So I can't see myself without that, without that person, uh, without this relationship, because then it's like I've lost a piece of myself. And some people may think of that as a negative trait, but me personally, I think of that as me growing to now see people as you mean something to me and I don't want you to leave. Mm-hmm. And that's, shoot, that's perfectly okay to, and, and that's very bold and humble of you to admit to that to that extent like if I lost you I'd be heartbroken like a lot of people you know have this mindset like I don't care I got my own as long as I'm good I'm good like but no it really hurts if you were to like like I mean I've only experienced like heartbreak to uh like a like a platonic I mean like I mean I've experienced heartbreak but not like in a romantic sense so it's Mm -hmm. like regardless of the relationship it's like you need to admit like you know, you meant a lot, and that hurts that we aren't here right now or we weren't together for this period of time. But, you know, that's a conversation for another day. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> with your fears, do you think you actually overcome them? So, like, I know we both shared one, but, like, in general, your fears, do you think you you actually overcome them, or does it become easier, or out of that fear, you learn a new fear? What do you think? I think your fears develop because the more you learn about yourself, the I think the more you learn about yourself, the more issues you have with yourself. Mm. As you yeah, <laughs> as you uh, 
go through that process of self-actualization. I would say my fear of being loved is more so it's transformed into these finite, smaller fears that I'm able to manage. Mm -hmm. I think that your fears become more manageable to where you may not refer to them as fears. You may refer to them as, you know, little issues I got, little things I can work on. Yeah. Because when you think, when you speak, and I also it also deals with the rhetoric of how you speak about it. If I continue, if I continue to call it a fear, I'm always know it as a fear. Mm-hmm. But if I say, oh, something I'm definitely trying to work on, I'm actively working on is, you know, my fear of, or something I'm actively working on is my ability to love and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I think that leaves the conversation open. You're not saying it's a fear. You're saying you're actively trying to work to get out of it. But within doing that, you realize you have deeper-rooted issues, but you're still actively trying to progress out yeah, of it. For sure. Um, you worded that very well. Like, kind of, It's kind of like speaking things into existence kind of way is if you label certain things as such, especially if they have not negative connotations, then you're going to, of course, shy away from them or um, ignore them. You won't address them. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe if you say I'm actively doing something, yeah, like that's... And it's not like you're just rebranding something, but you're internalizing it differently. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to call it a fear because, you know, J.C. on the staff said, if you call it a fear, then it's not really, you know, if you call it something else, then you're not, it's not really... You're not really scared of it. But, like, you, of course, can be fearful of something you're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the beauty in it is, like, I'm working on something I'm scared of. What? And, yeah, and I think I think that overcoming is, it's, it's finite, but I don't think that you ever do either. I think it just becomes easier because depending on what you're trying to uh, overcome or tackle, um, it's, you know, it's all depending on the situation, you know, so you could be feeling good one day to speak in front of a crowd, but that doesn't mean your fear of public speaking is ever gone. Yes. Like you could have a whole new crowd with a whole bunch of new faces and if the energy's off, now you're afraid again. Trust me, fears are, fears definitely fluctuate. They, they're, they're like continue, they're on a continuum and it's like it, it never ends, so don't go and go go don't go into tackling your fears in a way like once it's done, hit it and quit it is done. It's over. Mm-hmm. I don't have that fear anymore. Period. It's over. It's not. It's you know, it's a it's a work in progress. Yes, it's always a work in progress. And I think going through college, I have a new definition of what love is. And that's a whole nother episode, but... You ever seen the show Love Is? Uh, no. Uh, should I watch it, though? You definitely should. I don't know if it's on, like, a streaming site yet, but it was very good. Um, very good. Uh, <laughs> I'll definitely look into black, um, it. Black creator. Black people? Oh, black you, people. That's, black all I need, that's all I need to hear. That's all you need to <laughs> know. all I need to hear. Freaking amazing. I will be putting that in my to-watch list on the Trello. Trello. <laughs> um, so, basically... I was talking about my fears. Face my fears, gave my mama tears. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what song is that? 
Um, I was saying something about love and my different, oh, in college. Um, well, through this period of my life that I happen to take classes that are very expensive. Um, Cha-ching. Yeah, and I, that's a, another episode, but... <laughs> Um, everything's another yeah, everything episode. is another episode honestly because we just go <laughs> off on these tangents but I think I have a new definition of what love is and love is I still don't have my final definition because that's that is a concept that nobody will ever have a final definition for oh yeah it's just more so at that time this is what it is and it will be and it it, it it's the ebb and the flow it continues to move and fluctuate but right now the way I look at it is you show me love when you're in my corner I show you love when I'm in your corner mm. and that is very simple but that is what it, that is what my definition or that is what um, a key concept of it is right now because it's kind of what we need in this space that we're in. Right. We're in this space that's consistently, you know, it feels like you're being attacked a lot. So sometimes you may not need, sometimes you do need people to be in your corner. Like, if you're in my corner, um, it's like, you know, I got a soldier. Right. And that's love soldier. right there. One that's going to stand up for me. <laughs> and, and that's love right there. Yeah. Because... You know, you're willing to, you know, put up with the BS. Wow. You know, I'll be like, you come back to the apartment <laughs> so we can rent. And But that's how it is. Yeah. And that's kind of like what a lot of my friendships are right now. Mm-hmm. Are you about to cry? Um, uh, no, little, not right now. Little do we know, Savannah has crying spells that are very brief. JC, I'm going to be saying some real shit that makes you just, your eyes water sometimes. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm not going to hide that because... You know, you in my corner with the Kleenex. Boom. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. Corner uh, with the Kleenex. Corner with the Kleenex. Uh, so, pregunta. Another question. What's up? How would you visualize fear if you could? And if you have some trouble, I could go first because I was just thinking about it. Go, go. And I'm like, you. what What does that even look like to you? Like, obviously, if it's something are tangible we, like an animal. Are we thinking more so of, like, if I had to make, like, an artistic depiction of it? For sure. We can artistic. Okay. We can deep. Okay. Deep with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I can think of your favorite show, Stranger Things. Uh, Jason is a huge fan. He does cosplay for Stranger Things. Uh, <laughs> uh, I actually hate that show. The first season was... Trash, but I watched it so I could support the black dude. Um, yeah, I'm, I will not I be watching anybody black. I will not be watching anything else. That show was absolute yeah. trash. Um, so unpopular opinion. Okay, okay, all right. You were a little too loud with that, but, <laughs> but um, I kind of visualized fear as if anyone's familiar with it, the Demogorgon on Stranger Things, and it's like. It's like it's there, but it's not there. You know, we, you know the dimensions of Stranger Things and how it's an alternate universe. So it's like it's present, but it's not present in a way. Um, and it kind of engulfs everything in its past, and it's it's intrusive. Got mm. my boy Will. Um, it's intrusive, and 
it really like makes you paranoid. It really gets you um, in that state of, of shock and fear and, you know, uh, the unknown. It's like, it's also unknown. It's like, I don't, I don't know what this is I'm feeling. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm scared. And that's kind of how I visualize it as like something that takes over you and kind of locks you down, prevents you from doing what it is you want to do or growing to the level you want to grow to, talking to whoever you're trying to talk to. <laughs> we talking, talking. Talking, talking. Oh, you talking, talking. Um, and it's just like this illustration of the Demogorgon. It's like forever how I will see fear, at least to this point, to my old age is 20 years old. Um, Dub club. I think that's the best representation I've seen of fear. And I feel like low-key, that's one of the themes from the show, too, is like fears is a demogorgon. Okay. How did you draw it? Uh, well, I actually could not think of an artistic or, mm-hmm. or an artistic depiction. I thought of when you open the fr- fear for me yeah. is when you open the fridge and you see that the... <laughs> And you see that, and on. you see that the milk is a few days past the sell-by date. But or, you're like, and you're sitting there. You you have two options. Mm-hmm. You say I can either go by what this says, and I can just throw it out and not open it because uh-huh. I'm not. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to experience it. I don't want to do any of that. Or you can say I'm going to take this risk and potentially, in a sense, be hurt. Experience it. Don't know if I'll come back from it. And you can open that milk. But for either... Oh, my gosh, Santa. Don't cry. Oh, my gosh. But either way you look at it, something is being risked. Because if you throw it away, you never know what it could have been. But if you open it, you never know what's going to happen. So either with fear, anything you do to try to conquer it or to bottle it up is a risk no matter how you do it, you just have to be ready. You have to have that. You have to just be ready for what happens when it happens. Wow. Okay. Wow. We, Honestly, like Deadass, that was very... I just graduated from youth choir. <laughs> I am now no, the director. That was beautif- beautifully said. Like, I'm not like, no cap, no whatever. She said, no shake, like, no we really shimmy. Need to br- we need to bring Kleenex in the studio because... I'm not, you're the only that's one that's a, crying though, sis. <laughs> Maybe I'm crying over that spilled milk. Um, um, that is, wow. Because it's like, you you know, you kind of you throw out something you never even got a chance to use. That's fear. Yeah, okay. I, I can't, I really can't say much about that. But other than, I agree. That's a great, I mean, I guess it's not a visualization, but it's, it's definitely an alternative way of, of thinking about it. It's it's a good way to get people to understand what you're saying. Um, if I apply that to like my fear, it's like, do I want to open myself mm. up? Yeah. And say I'm going to let you into my life, and I don't know how it's going to be, or do I say I'm not going to let you in my life, and I may not experience you. But one thing that I've realized with my fear is that everyone I bring into my life is an experience mm-hmm. for the better or for the worse. So I've learned to accept people into my life. I'm not accepting people that if I don't get good energy from you, I'm not about to sit here and accept you or I'll, I'll jump. 
but I will give you the opportunity to prove yourself. Or, you know, you could just meet at a better time in life. You know, maybe. Maybe the people that I don't mess with now, in a few years, in a year or two, in a few months, maybe we we probably, I'm going to sit here yeah. and be frank, we ain't about to sit here and be best, bestie boos, but we may be at a better place than we are now. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, if To do the same to myself, my visualization to my fear with um, recognizing myself against the Demogorgon, you know, um, it's just kind of like you feel when there's something off with you and it's intruding you, but you mm-hmm. don't face it because that fear of, like, tapping into yourself is a scary thought. Um, mm-hmm. I think we all can agree to say so. Um, but then on the... The bright side is, like, you learn something about yourself, and then, you know, you get to tackle something else or actively work on something else. Um, Wow, that's very beautiful. It's fears are just so complex, and they're just so... You never get to the end of your fear. You just learn how to not deal with it, but you learn how to work with it. And you learn how to say, I... I know, like for in your case, you may say, or I can even apply this to myself in some circumstances. I could say, I know when I look at myself in the mirror today, I look a certain way. Tomorrow, maybe I'll look different. Mm-hmm. But in between that, in between today and tomorrow, I have to assess and say, did I change for the better or for the worse? And once you assess that, then you realize, can I continue this upward momentum or do I need to take a step back and fix my life? Ayanla, fix my life. <laughs> I, I think I'm saying her name wrong too, but you know. I um, always say Ayana, so. No, it's Ayanla. You know, I don't watch the show, so I ain't really sure. I watched it a few times. She, she's Anyway, we're not talking about. Um, Ayana, fix my life. Own. Um, so. Stay tuned for the uh, Apartment Complexity series on OWN. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be on OWN. Um, so do you think that to kind of just kind of to uh, tie it all together? Like, mm. I don't know. Is this tying it together? Like, do you think that some of your fears stem from other people or like they've kind of passed down their fears from you, whether it be like your parents or your siblings or, you know, people in your life in general? Like, do you think you've internalized someone else's as, like, kind of an empathetic thing? Or what do you think? I think, yes. I have taken other people's experiences and put them onto my life. Uh, The main person I can think of right now is my mom Mm -hmm. uh, because she's always talked about how people have, like, used her and... um, you know, just really wasn't the best type of person for to her. So she started to become her own person and become independent. But I don't think she was able to be independent from a um, a more open standpoint where she's able to progress into independency. She became independent due to negative experiences. And I, the, I feel that the way that she brought me up was I need to be independent, of course, but be independent and allow others to be dependent off of you with hesitation. Mm. 
She's like, if you're going to let somebody into your life, make sure that it's a trial period. Mm, interesting. Because if you don't get people, you know, you, you always do the trial on Netflix before you purchase. <laughs> especially because they're raising prices. Oh. And I've, I've stopped, not stopped, but I've tried to minimize that trial period because I've had some people come into my life and they've just been like life-changing from jump. For sure. And yeah. I've had some people come into my life and I thought they were going to be life-changing um, and they turned out to be something totally different, but I'm grateful for them. Mm-hmm. Because they leave, even though they leave me uneasy about a lot of situations to this day, I still am appreciative appreciative of them because they allowed me to experience something I never have. So I'm grateful for the bullshit they put me through. Yeah. Um, because I'm still that nigga, so. <laughs> yeah. Point blank, period. <laughs> period. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say for me... I mean, like, of course, I think that I have been handed down fears or I've taken on some fears that maybe I didn't really need. But um, I guess for the, the one that I shared was like, you know, with with family, like certain things are never addressed and that can take that can take a toll on you, like in, in various aspects. So, you know, um, although I've been like blessed to have be like very close with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to talk through things. But, you know, there are certain things that, you know, you just never do talk about or don't think to talk about, and that can contribute to, like, the person you end up becoming. And um, and then also when you say, like, okay, I don't like the way I'm living my life right now. I need to change because I, I don't recognize who I am anymore. So um, just, like, very briefly, I think, like, sometimes, you know, it could, it could just, like, stem from not um, – not being able to address certain things in a way. I don't know. But, yeah, that was that was beautiful. And same, same. Fears That's... are high-key beautiful, too. It doesn't have to be, like, all bad and scary and snake-like because I hate snakes. Oh, ugh, you ever just watch the, like, videos and they just, ugh, okay. You ever seen Snakes on a Plane? I have. I have. I have. Uh, scariest movie in the world. Best movie in the world. I Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes <laughs> on this mother bleeping plane. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't say that. I would have said it <laughs> uncensored. <laughs> but, you know, I have to get a job. I'm actively years. working on my fear of profanity. Uh, and I am actively working on my uh, restraint of profanity because <laughs> I swear a lot. But... Is is that is that all we have for our apartment complexities so. today? Apartment complexities talked about fear. We you we know, overcame that. You know, we're working. Working on overcoming. On, overcoming. <laughs> over, on overcoming. Okay, but add that ing. Okay, and let us be amen. All right, it was beautiful talking to you about this. Um, make sure, you know, just. Be attentive to your fears and work on them. Yes, continue to progress. I feel that if I say nothing else today that you take home uh, to your apartment, (laughs) please continue to progress because you were great, you are great, and you will continue Mm -hmm. to be great. And the day that you don't believe that, remember my voice. 
But until next time. Roll the outro. <laughs> Savannah is a third grade teacher at heart. Oh my gosh. Goodbye. We love you all. Thank y'all so much for listening and supporting Apartment Complexities. Subscribe and stay updated through all our social media at Apartment Complexities. And remember to unlock your door for a neighbor because you never know what they could bring to the table. You're okay. Perfect. <laughs>